This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League Edition. We are back for the third qualifying round tie, second leg uh, of Europe's Premier Club competition, the playoffs are getting ever closer, as are the riches of the group stages. And speaking of riches, hopefully our handicappers will point you in the right direction of some, or just a little bit anyway. Yeah, you're with Dan Roebuck and alongside me, two of the very best around to talk you through the midweek card across Europe. Steve, a profitable week last week. Some really good selections from yourself and Will. I always think that second legs should be easier for betters, but I guess that means they're easier for traders and odds compilers as well. Um, is that a theory you subscribe to or not? Hello, Dan. Hello, RJ. How, how are you guys doing? I hope you had a great weekend. And um, you are absolutely right, Dan. This show was in profit last week. We're already up near the plus two unit mark. Um, myself and Will combined pretty well. And I, I agree with you there. I think the second leg should, in theory in a lot of ways, be easier to bet on. Certainly in running, I always say second halves of these matches, you just know who's got to go for it, who who hasn't got to go for it. There's always exceptions, though. For example, like the Braga game, the Galatasaray game, where matches look done, then I think I really find it difficult pre-match then because it, you know, one team might just play for a nil-nil and completely block it out, and the other team might not even believe. But in most of the time, I do think second legs are easier, but the books the books aren't daft. They, they they know that as well, so they adjust their lines accordingly. Uh, RJ, same question to re- you, really, and the fact that we've got a little bit more form to go on. When we spoke last week, yes, we had some second-round qualifiers, some first-round qualifiers for some teams who made it through, obviously, and a little bit of domestic form. I know you're across plenty of the world leagues as well, and the summer leagues obviously give a bit of an indication, but the main European leagues have kicked off as well this weekend, or a lot have. Does that make it a little bit easier as well for betters maybe to to get in the groove for for these tough Champions League qualifiers? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, hello, Dan, to you and and Steve. Great to be here, but I agree. I think uh, having the the, the, ga- the matches under the belt for for some of these teams is, is crucial because typically they just play friendlies up until the point of these competitive matches so it's really tough to gauge and yeah i think depending on the first leg uh like for example we'll talk about it in some of the matches that we steve and i have tipped uh there is usually a good setup for whether it's goals or like a a side who typically is strong at home down going into the second leg right it creates a lot of opportunity for betters to uh to find the right spots assuming prices are uh, appropriate and um yeah it should it should Make things easier for us betters uh, based on the first leg matchups. I know we've got some really interesting, some really good plays from RJ coming your way uh, for everyone watching and listening when it comes to second half goals. And I tend to think that, and Steve, you mentioned this, um, look, teams are going to have to go for it at some stage. We know there's a lot more added on time across every single league. 
unless you were watching the German Super Cup final at the weekend, which had just two minutes. It was a bit of a mercy whistle for Bayern as they were stuffed by Leipzig. But we only had one goal past the 90 uh, last midweek. Uh, Steve, I, I guess we're looking at more surely, given the game state, the context of the ties, and potentially officials may be adding just a few more minutes on. Yeah, and I was actually on over 3.25 in that German Super Cup match, so I wasn't too happy about it <laughs> yeah. myself. Um, the one match that didn't have any time added on this week. But yeah, I mean, I was just watching the La Ligue Barcelona last night. What um, was that, 25 was, minutes? It was, yeah. I mean, I think 115 minutes of total action was played. Now, I'm not denying it probably was legitimate with the amount of start and stop things. We've, we've got to get used to this in football now. I think eventually, uh, Nigel Seeley made this good point, I think in the Premier League show last week that, that he was on with you, that the big teams over the course of a season, that's going to suit them because in the end, they're just going to grind down the opponents. You're going to see a lot of goals scored in the 100th minute and beyond this year, I think. So, yeah, we do have to factor that in now. It's one of those, if you're taking an in-running over, you know, you, you're probably at least six or seven. And that is a nice relief, especially if teams have to go for it. So, times are changing. You always have to evolve. In, in betting, always. And, you know, in 10 years' time, who knows where we'll be at? Then maybe there'll be like a, a stop clock and it'll be start-stop. I don't know. I'd have that. I'd take that like futsal. I don't mind that at all. As soon as the ball goes, I'd be like... And just one last thing before we get into selections here, uh, RJ, I'll throw this one to you. What I noticed about the, the, the Premier League, really, in England this weekend, this is designed to stop time-wasting. Well... There wasn't a lot of time wasting around, but there was still a lot of added on time because they were putting on a minute for goal celebrations. Every little injury, they were putting on an extra 30 seconds here and there, substitutions and so on and so forth. So it's nothing to do with time wasting. It's just adding on minutes. I mean, that seems a little bit unsustainable, but for the betters, it's like, well, okay, a a keeper hasn't really sort of messed around for a few more seconds here. We just, I think, know we're going to get it across nearly every single game. Yeah, it seems that way. And if, you know, I'm a, I'm a totals better. I'm a, I t- typically target goals. So I don't uh, particularly mind extra time, especially if uh, we're looking for that one last goal in, in the dying minutes. But uh, yeah, because of that whole new card rule, right, and everything it, it, with the time wasting, you would expect that to have a lot of influence. But I agree. The matches that I watched, I watched the, the Brentford um, uh, Spurs match yesterday morning. That was a beautiful. Uh, that was a great match to kick off the, the day. But yeah, with Five or six minutes extra time in one of the halves, I was wondering where it really came from. I mean, the first half I could see with goals, but um, I'm I'm a little I'm a little leery on that. Um, but I but I think at this point they're gonna kind of settle in as the games and matches go on. They'll probably have some discussion where it's like five six minutes, maybe maybe average per half at, at this point. The way we're going, I think we're gonna get some shrewd betters here. Gonna start predicting what sort of minutes you're going to get and then react to the market and play in certain ways. Let's get some selections here, shall we? We've got four games coming under the spotlight. We've got six picks, three from each of our handicappers. All the fixtures on Tuesday. I think that's because we've got Super Cup action, of course, on Wednesday. We're going to kick off here with the game that's 1pm Eastern. Uh, This is Mulder against the Faroese side. Faroese side? Faroese side? Mm. And... um, I know what they're called, but I didn't know that previously. So Steve, RJ, both got a selection in this. Before we get to the tip, how are they pronounced? Steve? Well, I just know them as uh, K.I. Klaxvik. Okay. That will do do for me. That's not bad, RJ. 
Klaxvik. That's that's what I had ready to go before even before the show. This is yeah. this is from my Faroese friend. Stand by, listeners, viewers. Klaxvik. Not bad from you two. Not bad at all. I take it all back. I thought I might have stumped you, but I haven't. <laughs> Let's get some picks from this one then. Mulder, short price favourites, minus 455. And Klaxvik, plus 900. Pharaoh side, Steve, 2-1 up from the first leg. Why are Mulder so short here? Is it just that historical look? We can't possibly believe that a Pharaoh side are going to make it through to the latter stages of qualifying for the Champions League. What's the situation here with, with Mulder being such a short price? Well, the interesting thing, Dan, here is I actually wanted to talk about this match on last week's show. I was just desperate to find a pick for the game because it's such a great narrative, is this one. Uh, K.I. Klaxvik are the first ever... Don't get cocky, but go on, keep going. <laughs> first, <laughs> first ever Faroe side that have guaranteed themselves to be in one of the UEFA group stages. It, even if they lose every match in qualifying now, they will be in the Conference League groups. It's the first ever time this has happened for a Faroe East team. That league is, you know, no disrespect to it, but it's not a particularly great league. Historically, it's been a terrible league. It is actually improving because there's still another team from the Faroes involved in Conference League qualifying called B36. Why are Mulder so short here? Because half of the team, um, half of the squad, the KI squad, are actually part-time footballers. There's, mm. genu- um, there's genuinely um, there's a, a part-time electrician, carpenter, accountant, um, fisherman in, in this team. So we've not got a problem if the floodlights go out, have we? Um, they're going <laughs> to no. be fixed quite quickly. Um, so that, that sort of reputation thing can make a big difference. But also you've got to be logical. The, not all of these players are in full-time training. However, on the flip side, there is also been some foreign imports into this league. And some genuine. I looked at this this squad, and there's some decent players who would hold their own in in the other Scandinavian leagues. Uh, Vegard Foreign, for example. Um, so that's the reason why they're so short um, at minus four hundred. That wouldn't Mulder have uh, got to win the game, otherwise they're out. Um, the first leg, incredibly, Ki beat them two one from one nil down. And uh, my actual tip for the game, my pick for the match is Ki just to score a goal. Over 0.5 team total for KI at minus 136. That's all I need from them, one goal or more. And I think they'll get one because I've watched both of their away matches in, in these Champions League qualifiers. At Ferenc Varos, the Hungarian champions, they scored three times. And then at Hecken, the Swedish champions, another three times they scored. So I think I've watched them play away from home. They're, they will go on the counter-attack and cause Mulder some problems. In the previous round, HJK Helsinki came here and parked about 10 double-decker buses and eventually lost 2-0. But they offered nothing at the other end against a Mulder team who can be defensively fragile. We saw at the weekend domestically, they conceded two goals against a team called Sanderfjord, uh, who were not particularly great. And I think KI will um, at some point might need a goal anyway, but they're going to come here and have, have a go. So I like it. Just all I need from them. One goal at minus 136. Simple as that one, Dan. Let's move on to RJ selection here, because the thing is when we look for overs and not to give RJ selection in full, but we're looking for goals here. Whenever I look for goals, sometimes if you've got a short price favourite, you think, well, they will score X amount. 
But a lot of the time with the over two and a half, over three and a half, even big, you've almost got to, you've, you, the underdog has got the underdog has got to contribute, or at least you've got to believe that the underdog has got to contribute when it comes to total um, total goals in a game. And I suspect you're going down that route with your selection here, RJ. Take uh, talk us to your your pick. Yeah, thanks, Dan. So as as Steve said, I, I expect Ki to get on the board here. I think Steve, that's a it's a fairly generous price for their performances uh, thus far. We really have no reason to believe they they won't get on the score 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 sheet based on their fact that you know Hacken, uh, Ferenc Varos, as you stated, those are very strong sides historically, typically domestically and at this competition. They've been here, they understand, and the the fact that uh, Klaxvik, you know, I think they're beyond that. They're uh, they're getting lucky or they're they're you know stretching the limit. I think this is this is a pretty legit team full of part timers, which is which is hard to believe. But they obviously have something going on. Um, they have a Faroese legend, uh, Paul Klexgard, who's been with the team since 2012. He's played in 335 matches for the team. He's scored 195 goals during his time. He's very well known in in the Faroese. I actually. Funny enough, I actually know the admin for for this Claxvik uh, side, so I'm I'm kind of in contacts and and even he stated it's 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 pretty hard to believe um, the run that they have. And every once in a while in sports, right, these these kind of runs happen. And <laughs> I don't know, Steve, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't be the biggest shock of my of my life to see them advance here. And, and I say that because of of Molde's just defensive woes at times. They they're pretty strong at home, however, right? They've scored at least two goals in their last. 11 out of 13 home matches. And that's against much stronger sides, arguably, right, than, than this Faroe East side. Um, so based on the fact of, of where we are here, as, as Dan, as you alluded to, they come into this, this match down one goal, right? So they lost on the road 2-1. to one. They come back at home. They know they have to at least get another goal to, to, to tie the, uh, the split here. And I, I see, a, honestly, a 3-1 to one type win. For, for this uh, Molde side, but I also wouldn't be shocked to see a 2-2 two, two type match, right? And then, you know, see this see this end for the for the away side. But I, th- I think at this point here, I'm, I'm really leaning on the whole side for two-plus goals with the away side at least getting one here. Uh, at the very least, I think we have a very solid chance of getting half the return back, but obviously looking for, for that fourth goal for full profit. So this- looking at over 3.25 goals at minus 120, just, just to be clear. Yeah, it looks like a really good bet, though. And incidentally, Klaxvik uh, here, plus 220 just to qualify. Might not be the mm. worst play, uh, as RJ has suggested. Uh, let's get to uh, Sparta Prague, Copenhagen. This is a 1pm kickoff Eastern. Uh, called this game uh, for local TV uh, in the UK mm. uh, last week. And I, I, you could argue that, that, that both had chances to win it. Copenhagen late on had a really good opportunity. Uh, Sparta are the favourites here, plus 115. Last look, Copenhagen, plus 213. And check all the lines here because we found out last week that they are jumping around all over the place. And I put this running order together late last night. So mm. there's, there's probably a fair few changes. Uh, but there were uh, opportunities for both teams uh, last week, RJ. And, and again, you're, you're looking for goals in this one. Yeah, so so I'll be I'll be transparent. This match was a little bit tricky to to look at, but I wanted to target it just because of the fact. Typically, when you see zero zero stalemates in the first leg, right? These, these sides are both, I'd say, equally um, as strong defensively, offensively, a very evenly matched matchup, which is why they they ended up in a nil nil draw. Uh, but I think we're we're gonna look to see this open up in the second leg. 
both sides, believe it or not, are pretty pretty strong, uh, obviously, at this point on the road. Although Sparta at home has been a little bit inconsistent. Um, even domestically, they haven't really been that great on defense. Uh, they've allowed at least a couple goals in their last th- three matches. So I looked at these matches. So when I look at the Champions League matches, right, we're taking two teams that play in different leagues domestically. It's, it's kind of challenging to find spots. I usually look at shots on target. I try to target corners. But I, what I liked here was uh, historically over the last 25 matches, right, looking at it from a numbers perspective, Sparta and Copenhagen p- combined have seen over 1.5 goals in 62% of their matches in their home respective home and away spots. The first halves usually start off maybe one goal. They're typically low-scoring matches. In fact, there's like a 65% chance of one goal. But then it drops to about a 29 to 32% chance of a second goal in the first half. So, again, I'm looking at this from a statistics perspective. That's kind of how I approach these matchups. But at least one goal is expected 80% of the time between these two sides. So we have a very good shot of one, right, clearly. Uh, That second one is going to be the wild card. But I expect another potentially slow start in this match. And I think we could see things open up here. In the, in the second half. So, again, from a pure numbers perspective, this looked like one of the stronger plays that I found related to a second-half goal market. Okay, so we were looking at over one-and-a-half in the second, over one-and-a-half goals in the second half, RJ? Oh, yeah, so we're looking at over one-and-a-half goals at plus 100, even money. Even money for that one. That's Sparta Prague, Copenhagen. Let's move on to uh, Dinamo Zagreb against AK Athens. This is 2 p.m., uh, Eastern kickoff again on the Tuesday. The Croatian side of the favourite plus one twenty. AK Athens plus two one five. We've been talking about the fact that second legs are different, and in theory they should be easier. Well, this one, Steve, isn't a second leg, is it? This is a, a first leg. Just explain to people why, if they don't know already. Yeah, well, the the, the mm-hmm. first leg was um, postponed, unfortunately, due to a tragic incident. A Greek fan was killed was stabbed um in fact there was a lot of big crowd unrest i think over a hundred people um were arrested by greek police um and what's happened now is the 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 two legs have been switched around so we're now going to be in zagreb for the first leg and then at the weekend we're going to be uh in greece again uh, i'm not actually sure what's going to be happening with the crowds and things whether or not it's going to be behind closed doors or not i do know uefa are strongly considering uh, not having Athens as a venue for the final of the Conference League now uh, at the end of this season. It was due to host it. So, yeah, that's that's a real shame. Um, really tragic. Um, you know, back onto on-field matters now. Dinamo Zagreb against AEK Athens. And I actually think it suits Dinamo now to have the, the first leg at home. They're really strong at home. They've been one of these teams down the years who always seem to qualify for the Champions League. And then when they make the group stages, everyone's kind of betting against them. Um, in some sort of form because they're just not up to the level of the really big teams. So in qualifying, you want to be on their side. And I'm, I'm going to be taking them here on a minus 0.25 Asian handicap. At, uh, the current price is at minus 120. Now, um, that handicap basically means if the match ends a draw, we only lose half of our stake, which is obviously not as bad as a full loss. But um, I mean, I, I can't imagine AEK Athens winning this match. Um, in, in Croatia. I just can't see it happening. So I think yeah. at very best, they're going to be getting a draw. Uh, Dinamo won, uh, absolutely smashed Astana here in the most recent round. Um, you know, the game was done. 
um, before the second leg. And I'm not saying it's going to be four or five nil again, but I'd be surprised if they don't put up at least a one goal win. Um, I just, I, I think Will White said this on the show last week. It was actually going to be one of his picks, Dinamo plus a quarter. They are the better team out of the two. In terms of the actual leagues, the, the Croatian champions are always generally going to be better than any Greek team. It's just the way it is. They've got some good players within their ranks, right from the goalkeeper through to the, the striker. They've got a good spine to their team. And this home stadium is a bit of a fortress. Um, and there's going to be quite a strong atmosphere. I just think it just makes an awful lot of sense. I expected them to be about minus 130 on the money line, Dan. And we can get uh, minus 120 on this minus a quarter Asian handicap, which uh, I just think it represents a, a ton of value. If you if you bet this 10 times, I don't think you're going to be losing fully maybe one, one and a half times out of 10. It's, it mm. just screams value to me. I don't quite understand this uh, line, to, to be truthful with you. I mean, especially seeing AEK hasn't played a competitive match since May. Um, so I'm a little little surprised to see this at this price, Steve. I think this is a great great value opportunity for what it's worth myself. Uh, speaking of money lines that may well be wrong, it surprises me that uh, Rangers are money line favourites against Savet in the last game we're going to preview. Both got selections in this one, both going for, for goals. But I don't know, people get transfixed with, with Rangers, I think. I know they did well with their qualifier last year against PSV, but um, a 2-1 lead from the first leg. I mean, this is, Steve, typical sort of Scottish premiership team and maybe the way the odds compilers are, are framing this one as if the, the job is almost done. I'm not suggesting Servette are, are world beaters, but I might have had a meet you too. I don't know. Servette ran about plus 215 at the moment. Rangers plus 115, draw plus 250. Rangers only need a draw to go through, of course. But it surprises me a little bit. They're just a shade better than even money. You've said it yourself there, Dan. Um, you know, they don't have to win the game. They can draw this match or even lose the match in theory, and uh, go through to the next round. So I, I never, ever like betting on teams that don't have to win. It's just one of my um, sort of staples of betting, really. Sometimes I will do it. But, um, you know, when a draw is good enough, then I'm always questionable. Uh, I like the goals again here. Uh, both teams to score cash for me last week in this fixture. I would have taken the same again. And then I realised, hold on a minute, one all is no good for Savet at all. So... Mm. Um, I might as well go for the goals because if it's one all with say five, 10 minutes to go, they are just going to have to go for it and, you know, it will leave up gaps at both ends of the field. So I'll go with over 2.75 goals in this game, uh, minus 103, which again, for me, that seems generous based on what I saw last week. Um, it was a 2 1 win for Rangers. I think they've, have they missed a trick? You know, they've played against 10 men for most of the second half and they only managed to beat them 2 1. I feel like they should have maybe got three or four goals there um, put them to the sword and put this tie to bed. They've given Servet a chance. Uh, David Deleen got that red card. He's going to be suspended. They've had red cards in both of their last two matches now. And I think the reason, it's not because they're a dirty team. It's because they're quite a frantic team. You watch Servet play. They're quite, they're really high press, high energy, in your face sort of football team and um and that can generate mistakes even if a team doesn't want to be dirty so watch out for that maybe look at the cards market here i think um i think rangers will go through but i think Sofet are going to give them a, an almighty scare in some form whatsoever so i, I really like over 2.75 goals i think they'll come out strong 
And like I said, if it is that one-all draw with 10, 15 minutes to go, I think someone will then get a second goal at the other end. So over 2.75 goals at minus 103. Um, I think this is going to be a really good match to watch as a neutral. Could get a bit chaotic towards the end, which is what, RJ, we're hoping for with your selection, I think. Yeah, we are, Dan. So similar to the the previous match that I just talked about, I'm, I'm looking at a second half bet here as well. So I'm, I'm targeting over 1.5 goals in the second half at minus 107 in this match, as Steve alluded to. So that are, are kind of a, a bouncy side, we'll call it, right? They're not typically well uh, on defense. I think they have a lot of goal in their last eight competitive matches, um, even domestically for that matter. Uh, Rangers are obviously, uh, you know, I wouldn't say obviously, but Rangers are the stronger side. Um, and, you know, at this point, they can essentially just sit around and, and, and protect that one goal, um, one goal lead that they have. But I think that's going to be a problem for them if they do that. I think they, this could also because of the, the, the stakes here, right They're they're either teams kind of trying not to make a mistake to 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 give up that lead and or to to fall further behind specifically for Savet. They don't, they don't want to go two goals back against a strong Rangers side. So I think we could see this match again because of the the dynamic and the nature of where we are at this point start a little bit slower and and pick up in the second half and based on statistics here based on their last 25 matches 62% chance of over 1.5 goals in the second half and uh you know, hopefully see a slow start and then see things turn up towards the end. I think two really good plays for Savet Rangers. Really fancy goals uh, in that one. Really good work. Good analysis as ever. Let's just remind everyone of your selection. Steve, your three for this midweek cards for the Champions League qualifiers. Yeah. K.I. Klaxvik just to score a goal over 0.5 team total at uh, minus 136. That's against Mulder. Dinamo Zagreb, minus 0.25 Asian handicap, minus 120. And Servet against Rangers, over 2.75 goals, at minus 103. And I absolutely love RJ's picking that Rangers match as well. Yeah, I'm liking the pronunciations as well. I did a bit of work for UA for a few years ago. I was worried about pronunciations from everyone on this show, but you're all very good. RJ, give us your three picks and then we'll get a best bet from both of you. Yeah, you bet. So uh, Molde versus Klaxvik over 3.25 goals at minus 120. Uh, Spada Prague versus Copenhagen over 1.5 goals in the second half at plus 100 even money. And the last pick is Servette versus Rangers. Second half over 1.5 goals at minus 107. And just a shout out to Steve. I, I work with Steve a lot over the summer. He was my pronunciation uh, guru, as I'll, I'll say. He he helped me a lot. So <laughs> we've, we've been training. We're in good hands. We've been training RJ yeah. up, ready. For well, the I didn't want to pull. I didn't want to pull you up on one, but Mulder. Mulder. See, that's uh, as I've in, got it in my books. The, as Dan, in the Scully and Mulder. We were doing South Korean pronunciations <laughs> in the summer, Dan. So this is a piece of cake this compared to those. I've, I've got a book somewhere I'll, or a PDF of, of everything. It came officially from UEFA. I'll, I'll try and dig it out and pass it on. Uh, best bets before we go. The nap, the best bet. If if betters wanted one bet on the midweek card of, of your three, RJ, you go first. What would it be? I think this is a pretty easy decision for me. It'd be Servette versus Rangers over 1.5 goals in the in the second half would be my top choice. Steve? It's got to be that Servette Rangers over 2.75 goals. We really need that match to go mad, don't we? Mm. In the second half especially. But I think it will. I really do. So do I. Double tick 
in uh, in the one box for the Servette Rangers game. We're looking for goals in that one. That wraps it up. Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. Remember, kickoff times vary on the Tuesday, but all the games are on the Tuesday. Don't forget, take advantage of the in-play markets as well with Bet Rivers. Many thanks to Steve and to RJ from all of us. Though for now, it is goodbye.